Sachem, Perek Vav, Mishnah, Base 6-2. This Mishnah follows directly on the heels of the previous. In the previous Mishnah, we had discussed the question of whether one could do an Iser Durabanan to enable him to fulfill his obligation of bringing the Korban Pesach if that Iser Durabanan was a shvus, a prohibition, a rabbinic prohibition of breaking Shabbos um, to enable one to do his Korban Pesach on Erev Shabbos. So, for example, may one bring the Korban Pesach in from beyond the Tchum, from extending beyond 2,000 almost past, we could have normally taken it, so that he'll have an animal on the 14th of Nisan on Shabbos. And the previous Mishnah said, no, you may not. While you could do the Doraisa things that are required from Shechitan onwards, um, to do something that you could have done beforehand, like ready your animal, beforehand you simply can't do, even if it's only forbidden Midurabanan. Now, on that, Rabbi Eliezer had disagreed because his position is that any mitzvah that's doche Shabbos, like, for example, doing a bris milah on the eighth day, meaning bismano on the proper time, which happened to fall on Shabbos, just as you can do the bris milah because it pushes off Shabbos, so too could you do any preparatory act, even an iser da'oraisa, to enable you to do that mitzvah on Shabbos. So, for example, with the coming to the, the bris milah, you could chop down a tree, which is an iser da'oraisa, um, so that you could make charcoal, so you could forge the metal to make the knife to do the bris milah. Rabbi Lezer says that's all fine. And the Chum reject all that, even Durabanans. Now, notwithstanding the fact that that's Rabbi Eliezer's shita across the board, here in our Mishnah, he's going to try to convince the Chachamim that even according to them, meaning even if you ignore the principle or you don't accept the principle that one could do an Isra do Araisa, that's a Heksher, that's a preparatory act for the sake of doing a mitzvah on Shabbos. At least you should do Isra de Rabbanon, because those are, of course, just rabbinic in nature. And if you can do a Doraisa, like, for example, shechting an animal on Pesach, which is an Isra Doraisa normally, so for sure you should be able to bring the animal in from beyond the Tchum, which is just an Isra de Rabbanon. And so, although Rabbi Eliezer, he doesn't need that Kol Vachomer, he doesn't need that, 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 that logic, um, because he has the basic principle that you can always do anything, even a Doraisa, he tries to convince here the rabbis that at least they should be lenient regarding rabbinic issues that were enumerated in the previous Mishnah, such as the bringing in of the animal on his shoulders, carrying it on Shabbos, or bringing it in from on the Tchum, or cutting off its wart in an unusual way. And now you see why in the previous Mishnah, the Bartonura wanted to establish all three of those things to be rabbinic prohibitions in nature, even though, for example, the principle of Chai no sets Atzmo, the principle of carrying an animal and saying you're not high of even in Rosh for carrying an animal because the animal partially carries itself, although conventional lacha is, that in, that only applies to human beings that bear their own weight. Um, but the Bartonur wanted to include also animals, the Shita Durabanan, that it's the Shita that it's only Durabanan for animals because he wants it to be a list in the previous Mishnah of examples of rabbinic rabbinic violations. So now here the Mishnah says, Eil Devarim, excuse me, it's Perik Vav Mishabase. I'm Rabbi Lazar, Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer said, Valo Dinhu. He tries to prevail on the Chacham by saying, It's logic. It's logical that one should be able to carry the Korban Pesach in from beyond the Tuchum, etc. Because Ma'im Shechita When it comes to the actual slaughtering of the animal, which is an Isra Do'araisa on Shabbos, and yet the Torah says, You may do that. Why does the Torah say that? Because, as we said, the Pasuk says that the Korm Pesach has to be brought in its proper time. Like the Torah says that the Korban Tamid must be brought in its proper time. And the Gezer Shavah says just as 
the Mo'ado, it's proper time for the daily offering, teaches you even if it's on a Shabbos. So we say that also the Mo'ado, referring to the Korban Pesach, tells you that it should be brought even at its proper time in the 14th of Nisan, even on, if it falls out on a Shabbos. So, Ma'im Shechita Shabbos, even Shechita, which is, you see that Shechita, which is a Doraisa, and yet it supersedes the rules of offering your Korban Pesach and Shechting it, supersedes the rule of Shmir Shabbos, and therefore you Shecht it even though it's Shabbos. Elu, the, those items listed in the previous Mishnah, like for example, the Durabanans, like for example, the three listed were um, carrying it on your shoulders in a Vishus or carrying it from beyond the Tchum, or removing its Yabelis, its warts in a in a uh, unusual way, like with your fingernails, etc. Shehen Mishum Shvus, those are only restricted rabbinically. Medoraisa, one would be allowed to do those things. Lo Yidchu Es isn't it imminently logical that the Torah sh- that the din should be the rule should be that one is permitted to do those isuri durabanan on Shabbos to ensure he fulfills the obligation of bringing his korban pesach b'modo in its proper time. So, again, just one more time that means Rabbi Lezer is arguing to them even though he doesn't need this kol v'chomer. So, responding to that, Amalor Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua, who is the bar plugta, the typical person who argues with Rabbi Eliezer, he responds and says, Yom tov yochiach. Rabbi Yoshua says, no, you can get a proof from, bring a proof from the halachas of Yom Tov that your logic is not sound. It rejects, you can reject that kol v'chomer, that, that uh, because how? Because everyone knows that when it comes to Yom Tov, one may not do malacha, just like Shabbos. However, on Yom Tov, things that are, are called tzarche ochel nefesh, things that you need, everyone needs, like for eating on on uh, Yom Tov is permitted, as the Pasuk says, to provide food for people on Yom Tov. One may do, for example, one may shecht an animal on Yom Tov to enable ready food to eat on Yom Tov. So, Rabbi Yoshua says, you can see from the laws of Yom Tov that your Kovachomer, Rabbi Yelisha, doesn't apply. Because on Yom Tov, you're allowed to shecht an animal, and that's going to be okay, even though normally shechting is forbidden, but for the sake of having food, it's permitted. And yet, you can't do isuri durabanan that could have been done before Yom Tov, meaning you can't bring an animal in from beyond the Tchum so that you can shecht and eat on Yom Tov. So you see that it doesn't follow just because you can, um, that a isuraisa is pushed off, like shechita for Yom Tov, that the durabanan will be pushed off because, for example, bringing in from beyond the Tchum isn't, isn't pushed off on Yom Tov. That's what he says inside. Amal Rabbi Yeshua, Yom Tov Yechiach. Those halachas of Yom Tov will prove that your argument is fallacious because Shehitiru Vo Bishum Malacha, they permitted doing malachas on Yom Tov for the purpose of Tarchi Ochel Nefesh, Vaasru Vo Mishum Shfus. And nevertheless, they maintain that the rabbinic prohibitions stay in place. Like, for example, you can't bring your animal in from afar, breaking Esau to Rabbanan of Trum in order to shecht it. So you see, we can reject your logic, Rabbi Leazar, that just because the rice is permitted means that the Rabbanan is permitted as well. And it seems exactly analogous to the case of the Korban Pesach. You can shecht the Pesach, but you can't bring it from a distance. You can shecht an animal for food on Yom Tov, but you can't bring it from a distance. Amr lo Rabbi Leazar. Now Rabbi Leazar responds back to Rabbi Yeshua. 
Maze Yoshua. Yoshua, meaning Rabbi Yoshua, what in the world are you talking about? How could you possibly think that you could bring a proof, or really a disproof, from Yom Tov, when that is a rishus? It's, it's a voluntary. No one said you have to eat food on Yom Tov. So how could you bring that as an analogy to the obligation that you must bring the Korban Pesach? And that would be a compelling reason why you should relax even Isari Durabanan if one would otherwise not be able to fulfill his obligation Midoraisa. Now, of course, Rabbi Yeshua was no dope. He certainly would have seen that coming. The thing is that Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Lezer have a different machlokus, a very fundamental machlokus, on the nature of simchas yomtov, on if there is indeed a mitzvah, let's call it, to eat meat on yomtov. Um, this backstory on that for just a moment is that when it talks about the, the seventh day of Pesach, the Pasuk says, Atzeres Lashem Elokecha, it'll be a holiday for God, that's the seventh day of Pesach. But when it comes to Shmini Atzeres, that's like I'll call it the eighth day of Zman Simchasenu, like the day after Pesach, the Pasuk there says, Atzeres Tia Lachem, it will be a holiday for you, the people, as opposed to, in contrast with the to Hashem by the seventh day of Pesach. So are, are the Jewish holidays for Hashem or for us? So that seems to be a contradiction. And to resolve that contradiction, they have two approaches. According to Rabbi Eliezer, he understands that people have options. If they want to dedicate their entire Yom Tov to Hashem, they're permitted to do so. And if they want to indulge in it themselves and eat and drink, etc., they're permitted to do so. It's a Rosh And that being the case, there's no mandate to, let's say, eat meat on, on Yom Tov. However, Rabbi Yoshua says no. He, he understands that the tension between the two psukim saying sometimes that saying that the holiday is for us and for him, Hashem, is that it's it's chetzio l'ashem and chetzio l'achem. Half of Yom Tov, meaning part of Yom Tov, is dedicated to Hashem. There's all sorts of requirements for davening and learning, whatever. Um, and there's also chetzio l'achem. There's also components of, the, of Yom Tov which are obligatory for you to enjoy. Simchas Yom Tov, eating meat, let's just simplify it, it's called that, um, is an obligation to rejoice on on Yom Tov. And that being the case, Rabbi Yeshua held that the eating of food and the slaughtering of the animal to have food to eat on, fresh food to eat on Yom Tov is, is, a, is a mitzvah. And therefore, it is a perfect analogy to the Korban Pesach, the same way you have a mitzvah to eat this animal, either on Yom Tov or, on, or offer this animal in the case of the Korban Pesach, and therefore we're let, letting you shecht it, both on Yom Tov and on Era Pesach, um, we're not letting we are not letting you bring it in from beyond the Tchum, for example, doing this Durabanan in either scenario, says Rabbi Yeshua. So it's a perfect setup. But Rabbi Lezer disagrees with that because he held that anyways, Simchas Yom Tov is just a Rishos, so it wouldn't be an applicable objection. So that means that according to Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Eliezer has not got a good proof. So Rabbi Eliezer, um, excuse me, but according to Rabbi Eliezer, he, he his logic should still stand. So now Rabbi Akiva is going to respond. Rabbi Akiva, for the record, was a student of these two men, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua. And actually, it's important to know he's from Rabbi Yeshua's, excuse me, Rabbi Eliezer's student, because that's part of the story here. So Rabbi Akiva responds to his teacher. Hey, Rabbi Akiva Amar. Rabbi Akiva said a new approach to prove, to reject Rabbi Eliezer's contention that you should be able to violate Isra Durabanan to bring Korm Pesach. 
Rabbi Kiva says, You can prove it from the laws that apply to the sprinkling of the mechatas, that para adumar, the red heifer water, on the should the seventh day of one's tahara cleansing process fall out on Erev Pesach. So just here's the backstory. Backstory is, if a person becomes Tameh, he can't bring korbanos and he can't participate in the korban Pesach. If a person gets exposed to a corpse in one way or another, he's Tameh, and that would make him not able to participate. If one becomes Tameh through exposure to a corpse, so that's a seven-day process, and the Tahara from that seven-day process includes both sprinkling on this, of this mechatas, the pardum water, on the third day of seven, as well as the seventh day of seven, followed by going to the mikvah, um, and then a person will be Tameh for the rest of that day, meaning on Erev Pesach he'll, talk, he'll still be Tameh, but on once you have nightfall, and it's like Leila said, or the 15th of Nisan, so now he will still no longer be what's called Tvulyom, like Tvulyom, and he having any vestige of Tuma, and he'll be able to participate at the Pesach Seder, eat the Korban Pesach, etc. So the question is, if a, so therefore a person is going to have a mitzvah on the seventh day of his Tahara process, should it fall out on the 14th of Nisan and be a Shabbos, the person is going to have a mitzvah to do the sprinklings, which would a mitzvah because that enables him to become Tahor and participate in the Korban Pesach. The question is, um, may one do that sprinkling on the 14th of Nisan if it falls out on a Shabbos? And the answer is, no one may not. And that's going to be a given. Now, how is it a given? Rabbi Akiva learned this from his Rebbe, Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer apparently has forgotten, the Gemara speaks this out, had, had forgotten this halacha. Um, but Rabbi Akiva brings it to the fore, and he does it in a in a in a with a, in a finessed way, so it's not sort of stick it to Rabbi Lazar, since Rabbi Lazar had taught it to him. And basically, just says, "Listen, we have a data point. Data point is that you can't do haza'a, the sprinkling of the mechatas, on Shabbos, even if Shabbos falls out on the seventh day of one's tahara process on Erev Pesach. Meaning, if you don't do the haza'a, this person will not participate in the korban Pesach. But the din is too bad; you can't." Now, why can't you do Hazaa, the sprinkling on Shabbos? So the Bartanura brings the sheet of Rava. It's actually Machlokos between Rava and Rava in the Gemara. According to Rava, like the Bartanura speaks out, the issue is it's Mexican in the sake, and it looks like you're fixing the person up. We kind of had the thought of applying blood, looking like you're fixing something up, and we talked about it other times about the tithing, fixing the food up, etc. So here we would say that sprinkling on the person looks like you're fixing them up to make them tower. And that's why you can't do it. According to Rabbah, a different Pshat in the Gemara, it's because um, rabbis forbade sprinkling on the, on the Shabbos because they were concerned people would come to carry the mechatas, that paradum water, in the Rishos Rabbim in order to become tahor. Meaning the same way you have a mitzvah to shake a lulav on the first day of Sukkot, and you have a mitzvah to, to um, blow a shofar on Rosh Hashanah. But in the event that it's a Shabbos. The rabbi said, even though there's a mitzvah, we're not blowing shofar on Shabbos. We're not shaking lulavim on Shabbos because we're concerned people will carry the shofar and lulav on Shabbos. So too, you may have a mitzvah to be matar yourself on the seventh day of your of your tahara process, but we're not letting people do tahara because it means somebody somewhere in some generation might come to carry the mechatas, that, that paraduma water, in Rosh Hashanah. That's Rabbah's approach. Either way, the point is that given Given data point, it's forbidden to do hazaa on Shabbos, even if it means a person won't be able to come to or able to participate in the Korban Pesach. So that being the case, you have a clear example of an Isra Durabanam, which is forbidden, um, even though it means one couldn't participate in the Korban Pesach. And that will be the data point that Rabbi Akiva brings to bear here. 
in order to show Rabbi Lezer that, that his logic is, is not uh, compelling, it's not true necessarily. Here's what he says. Heishiv Rabbi Akiva va'amar. Rabbi Akiva responds to Rabbi Lezer and he says, Hazat tochiach, the rules, the halacha, the prohibition against sprinkling on the seventh day in Shabbos will show you. Shehi mitzvah, first of all, it's a mitzvah through this, the sprinkling. Vimishum shvus, and nevertheless, it's forbidden midrabanan through the sprinkling um, on the seventh day on Shabbos, even if that would mean now that you can't participate in the Korban Pesach. Venadoches is Shabbos. It doesn't push off Shabbos, so you see a clear precedence that you don't break Yisrael Durabanan for the sake of bringing the Korban Pesach. Afata al tisma al elu, and therefore, says Rabbi Kiva, you shouldn't be surprised at the that list, the list from the preceding Mishnah, that you can't do other Yisrael Durabanan, like carrying the animal on it on your shoulders, bringing from beyond tchum, cutting off the wart, etc. Sha'af al pishahen mitzvah. Even though those are mitzvahs to do, meaning if you don't um, bring the animal in, you won't be able to bring your offering, etc. Vehen mishum shvus, and they're only aser medura banan, as we described before. Nevertheless, lo yidchu Shabbos, the rabbis did not permit the doing them on Shabbos, um, meaning we keep the durbanans and we don't do them, clearly rejecting Rebbe Eliezer's logic. Amar lo Rebbe Eliezer. So Rebbe Eliezer responds back to Rebbe Kiva, and he says, va'alea anidan. He says, that's the very point I'm talking about. I'm trying to bring you a proof that you could do things like hazah, which are only a surah in order to enable you to do your Korban Pesach. So this is like a bit of, these are my words, of course, an, an awkward moment for Rabbi Akiva, because Rabbi Akiva only learned the halacha of hazah being forbidden from Rabbi Eliezer. And yet, Rabbi Eliezer seems to have forgotten that. And he says, I'm trying to argue that you could do it. So um, Rabbi Akiva is going to be forced in a minute to talk, take a... a uh, a nuanced tact. We'll see in a moment. So this is Rabbi Eliezer's then contention, which is just as you can do the shechita, you should be able to do the hazah. Uma im shechita shi Slaughtering an animal is an isra doraisa. And docha is a Shabbos. And yet you could slaughter the animal on the 14th of Nisan in order to bring your korban beisach. Hazah shi mishum The sprinkling of the mechatas waters, which is only asr madur abundan, I'm trying to tell you, it stands to reason you should be able to do the hazah, notwithstanding the asr and do it so a person could do his korban pesach in the proper time, but moado. Amalur Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, listen, we have two data points. We know that, and one of them, I'm going to focus in here for a second, is that you cannot do hazah. So if that's true, so then perhaps you could, Rabbi Kiva, in an attempt to sort of show the spurious nature of Rabbi Lezer's argument, he says, maybe, maybe it's just the opposite. Maybe we'll learn from the fact that you cannot do hazah, that you for sure can't even do the shechita on Arab Pesach. Now, Rabbi Akiva knows that is false because he understands that there's an obligation to do the shechita even if it's a Shabbos. But he's like focusing on the other given. There are two givens which are, you know, running afoul of each other. But he's focused on the given that you can't do the shechita to try to hopefully, see, I'm sorry, that you can't do the hazah to sort of remind and prompt Rabbi Eliezer to remember that he's the one who said that, and that would then bring him to realize that his logic is flawed. But, as we'll see in a moment, Rabbi Eliezer doesn't, doesn't, uh, he doesn't, doesn't uh, get the hint. Amalur Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, Oh, maybe the opposite's true. Maybe, Uma im hazah shehi mishum shfus, given that you can't do hazah and Shabbos, and it's only a sermon durabanan, and yet you cannot do the hazah, meaning you won't be able to participate in the Korban Pesach this year. Shechita shimashim malacha. 
Shechna animal itself was even more severe. It's a Doraisa. Enodin wouldn't it be logical to say that you shouldn't be able to do shechit at all and be mechal Shabbos in order to bring Korban Pesach? That's Rabbi Kiva's attempt to sort of make Rabbi Lezer realize, but he doesn't realize. And therefore, Rabbi Lezer says, what you're saying, Rabbi Kiva, actually makes no sense at all. Amr lo Rabbi Kiva, oh, excuse me, Amr lo Rabbi Eliezer, Akiva, Akar Tamasha Kasa You've totally undermined what the Torah said, I don't call it explicitly, but pretty explicitly with the Gzera Shava. It says, Bein Harbaim, on the afternoon of that 14th day, on Ere Pesach, you have to bring Korban Pesach, Bemoado in its proper time, and we just finished saying in the beginning of this Mishnah, Moado tells you it has to be brought on the fourteenth, even if it's Shabbos. So you do shecht it. Bein bechol, bein b'Shabbos. Doesn't matter if the fourteenth falls out on a regular weekday or even on Shabbos. You have to bring it. So the shechita is required. So don't try to tell me you can't do the shechita. So Amar Rabbi Kiva Haveli Moed Le'elu Kamo Le'shechita. Rabbi Kiva says, Yeah, the thing is that that. Everything has its proper time, and that's what's to understand from this, this, this psukim and the resolution of this tension between Nohaza and Yeshchita. Everything has its proper time. Klal um, Amrabikiva, meaning what has the proper time, the, the Shechita has its proper time on the 14th, and the bring of the animal, etc., has a proper time before Shabbos. Klal Amrabikiva, Rabikiva says this is the guiding principle. Kol Malacha Shabbos. Any Malacha that you could do. Before Shabbos comes in, Eino Dochese Shabbos. That would not push off Shabbos. That would apply here in our context of things like bringing the animal or cutting off the wart. It would apply back in, because Kiva says it over there, it would apply back in the 19th parak of Shabbos with the Brismila. You can't start cutting down trees because you could have cut, cut on the tree and gotten the knife before Shabbos, um, and so on and so forth. That's the rule. And same goes in Yamtuf. You can't, you can't bring the animal in, even though you could check it because you have to, could have brought it in from before. Yomtif, etc. But as for the shecht and the animal itself and all the steps there afterwards, since you certainly cannot shecht it on the 13th, you did it before Shabbos, meaning before the 14th of Nisan, you wouldn't do the mitzvah, it's not Moado. Those things, and only those things, those things, doche Shabbos. Those are the things that push up Shabbos, and that's the halacha. So halacha is like Rabbi Akiva, and indeed halacha is not like Rabbi Eliezer, that while one may do shechita, etc., on the Korban Pesach, one can't do any isidur abanan, even if it means he won't be able to do his Korban Pesach, because he should have arranged things from before Pesach, from before Shabbos.